Before we officially begin the podcast, I want to give my thoughts and condolences to the friends and family of Brian Held Jr., who passed away a couple of days ago. Brian was a multiple-time guest on this show, along with David DeCorbier. They're part of the Week in Geek radio show. I met Brian a few years ago at Pensacola Paracon, and I remember him having just a super friendly demeanor, and we talked movies, podcasting, and come to find out, he was the co-host of a show called The Week in Geek. And I remember listening to it and thought it was one of the funniest shows and also most informative that I'd ever heard because it was just two guys talking about things that I loved. And I had the pleasure of having both those guys on my show a couple of times to talk about movies. And it was just an absolute blast and some of the most fun times I've had podcasting. And it's really unfortunate to hear this news, but I just want to give my thoughts and condolences to his friends and family And Brian, I just want to say that even though our interaction was limited, I really enjoyed our conversations and you will be missed. Coming up on today's show, it is the six-year anniversary of this podcast. It is crazy to say that. And you'll get to hear the audio from a special AMA that I hosted on Facebook Live this week. And you'll also be hearing my conversation with actress and singer Sienna Pereira, and she talks about landing her first movie role at the age of five, her work with the Ryan Seacrest Foundation, her newest film, Dead Man Run, and what she does to keep challenging herself throughout her young career. And I also want to say during the outro of this show, I'm going to have a special announcement for a little project that I'm going to try. Uh, so long story short, I'm going to be working from home starting next week, so... It gives me a little bit more free time to try something that I've been talking about for a bit. Uh, Not on the podcast, but I've just been talking about it, you know, at work or really just in general. So uh, I'll talk about that during the outro of this show. But as I said, you'll be hearing the audio from the AMA I hosted on Facebook Live and my conversation with Sienna Pereira, all coming up on this week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, which starts right now. Derek, Derek. Diamond, diamond, diamond. Experience! So I dug that song out of the vault a couple of days ago, and it was the first time I had heard it in roughly... Uh, two years or so uh, since the last time I actually used it on the podcast. And, man, it really b- brings back a lot of good memories. What's up, everybody? Derek here with the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. This is episode 251 and the six-year anniversary of the show. And, boy, is it crazy to say that. That's about six years more than I thought I would be podcasting. So what I'm going to do for this show tonight, um, well, for those who might be listening or watching for the first time, uh, let's see, we have Stuart Roberts, Anastriano, and Emily Dillon in the chat room. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. So for those who might be listening for the first time, my name is Derek Diamond. I am the host of the show, and six years ago... I decided to launch my own podcast and I'd started, I had done a podcast before I was hosting a show called the nerd cave podcast with two friends of mine, but I wanted to branch out and do something a little bit different because on the nerd cave, we would talk about 
you know, video games, the latest news and nerd culture. And it was, it's fun. It was a fun show. But growing up, I had always been fascinated by hearing other people's stories, whether that's celebrities, authors, musicians. Uh, Jared Cash has joined as well. Thank you, Jared. And I always was fascinated by their stories and how they got to where they were, more so, in fact, than their actual career itself. So I built up some connections because, you know, going to Pensacon uh, for that year and then knowing people from work and other people that I thought would just have interesting stories, I knew I had enough to tell 10 episodes worth of content. So that was my goal was to make it to 10 episodes. And then that's when the Derek Diamond experience was born. And here we are six years later, and I'm doing, still doing this show, which is, um, which is kind of nuts. You know, uh, last week was episode 250, and it, it's really gotten me to reflect on how much time I've been doing this show. And it's been a lot. And I, I wrote a post on Facebook earlier today about how when I initially started the show, I was really nervous because I had never really interviewed anyone before. You know, I'd done a couple of interviews for the Nerd Cave, but not like really in-depth. Like Those were just five-minute interviews. But this was going to be something completely different. And it forced me to get out of my comfort zone and chat with people and meet new people. And through that, the show has become my outlet in a way. You know, it's something that I look forward to every single week still. I get a lot out of it from interviewing filmmakers to having roundtable discussions with friends and even doing this live show. You know, it's um, it's really become a pretty integral part of my life. And um, I, I did want to open up the, um, the chat room for questions. So what I decided to do for this special episode is I'm going to do what's called an AMA, which stands for Ask Me Anything. Essentially, no topic is off limits. I've been keeping it strictly to filmmaking uh, over the last year, year plus. But I wanted to bring that back this old school type of format for this week. And honestly... I'm not going to be doing it every single week, but I'll probably bring the AMAs back once a month, maybe. But it'll likely be um, it'll likely be maybe every other month. But um, yeah, feel free to throw in some questions if you guys want. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be streaming for probably no longer than an hour, at least you know, that's how long I would like to go. Um, Because it is a little past 8.30 Central Time and getting a little bit older, so I don't stay up as much as I used to. I used to stay up practically all night working on stuff. But, um, you know, working on videos, podcasts, schoolwork, anything. And it's, um, now that I've gotten older, I I try to go to bed around like 10.30 or 11 o'clock or so. Um, but yeah, let's see. I'm checking my phone because I know I've had issues with the chat room in the past where I haven't been able to see questions. So let's see here. Da 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 da. I'm not seeing anything yet. 
I really hope this doesn't crap out on me because I've been looking forward to this. So um, well, while I'm waiting on questions, I, I do want to talk about something that's been in the news. We haven't been able to avoid it, but it is the coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19. And it's it's been unprecedented, the fact that it's affected everything. You know, it's affected movie going because a lot of movie theaters have shut down amc shut down today they're going to be shut down for i think six to eight weeks or no it's eight to 12 weeks actually and that's pushing back a lot of big summer movies like mulan was supposed to come out in a couple of weeks and that's been postponed indefinitely black widow which was going to be the first big movie of the summer that's going to be delayed indefinitely and some movies or some studios are releasing content online early. You know, Disney put out Frozen 2 on Disney Plus early. They released Star Wars early. Universal is releasing a few movies early. So it's, it's we're kind of in unprecedented times. And, um, and I'll get to your question in a second. Um, Gracie McDonald has joined. Welcome, Gracie. And Anna can speak on this as well because we both work for the Blue Wahoos. You know, we don't know when our season's going to start. It was supposed to be April 9th. We were supposed to be full steam ahead, getting everything ready for baseball in three weeks. And now we don't know when it's going to happen. Major League Baseball came out and said that the season's not going to start for them until mid-May at the absolute earliest, which would put us, I would say, late May. I don't know when it's going to happen. My, uh, oh, Gracie, I'll get to your question in a second too because uh, we actually talked about that at work today so we don't know what's going to happen and that's actually going to affect the show because i had a plan in place to still be able to do the show while baseball is going on because last year i took the summer off completely because i just didn't want to deal with it oh now the chat room starting to get a little bit more lively daniel william venn has joined Welcome, Dan. So, um, oh yeah, I was saying about the show. So essentially what I'm going to do is, starting in two weeks, I'm going to um, start posting weekly polls of movies that are on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney+, and you guys are going to vote on what I review on the live shows. So I, the, the poll will start on a Tuesday and then run through a Friday. That, get, that way it gives me the weekend to watch said movie or it could be a TV show because I'm going to have the time now. And that's what I'm going to review on the live show. So I'm likely going to be doing live shows every single week because, quite honestly, I don't know what else to do. Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll get into some questions. So Anna asks, have you watched Little Women yet? Unfortunately, I have not. I really want to see it. I don't know if it's available to stream yet, but if it is, I will watch it this weekend. If not, I will find other means to watch it because I'm starting to get back. So I go through phases of what I do in my free time. I'll go through movie phases where I'll watch. Like I did that during my Christmas break. I watched a ton of movies. I'll go through podcast phases where I'll do nothing but listen to podcasts at work, on my way to and from work, in the morning, at night, when I get home. 
Sometimes I'll go through TV show phases. So I, I, I've been feeling a movie lately. You know, I, I watched um, I watched Honey Boy a few days ago, and that was actually pretty good. So I, I'll I'll watch Little Women if it's available to stream. Gracie McDonald, do you like TikTok? So Gracie actually introduced me to what TikTok is. I knew of the name, but I had no clue what TikTok was. It's pretty funny. There's these little quick videos that are really stupid, but they make me laugh. It's so much, in fact, that for our um, our pregame show coming up for baseball this year, we're actually going to do a segment called TikTok Video of the Week. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, Anna says June 6th for uh, the baseball season. My, I, I, I told her this at work today. I personally think we're going to start at the end of June. But who knows? The, this whole coronavirus thing is just changing by the hour. It, it's, it's absolutely insane because we've never seen anything like this. And really, the, the hammer that was dropped was the NBA shutting down. And I was actually doing my retro gaming show last week when that broke. And normally I try not to look at my phone whenever I do any type of podcast, but I saw the notification and then I started getting text messages about it. And it was something that I had to bring up. Let's see. Anna says Frozen 2 immediately. I actually need to watch the first one first. I've actually never seen the original Frozen movie. It might be kind of shocking, but I've just never really just, I I don't want to say I haven't had the desire to watch it. But I just haven't done it yet. Dan asks, should I grow a quarantine mustache? So Dan is, is, is sick at the moment. Do I think you should grow a quarantine mustache? Yes. Um, I think depending on how long you're in quarantine, you, know, you could grow your hair out a bit. I know it's pretty short right now, but you could grow it out a bit and then maybe grow a nice handlebar mustache. And just come back to work, reinvented yourself, and you can be like this badass biker type of character. I, I could see it. I could absolutely see it. Um, very rarely do I actually drink on the podcast, but I haven't really had anything like alcoholic in a bit. So, And, and it's also St. Patrick's Day, so I figured I'd make a nice little um, Irish mule, which is... Essentially a Moscow mule, but you substitute the vodka with um, Irish whiskey, which I use Jameson. So hopefully there'll be a sponsor for the show one day. Let's see. Um, let me check the stream on my phone to see if anyone has sent in any more questions. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Come on. Uh, Gracie, will I film a TikTok? Um, probably. Yeah, I would probably do a TikTok. It's kind of scary for you to pick it, but I mean, regardless, you know, either I'll, I'd let either you or Anna pick the TikTok video that I would do. Uh, do I believe in birds? No, they are. If TikTok is true, then they're essentially robots that were built to spy on us because. So we watched this TikTok video today. Essentially, this guy has a theory that birds all died in the late 80s and they are replaced with robots that spy on us. I could see it. And 
with everything that's going on right now, like you could not script a better movie than what's going on right now in real life. Uh, let's see. Daniel, get dropped into a shark tank with a paper cut or run through an alligator swamp covered in barbecue sauce. Oof. So that kind of goes back to a debate we used to have in the press box back in the day. And that is, and, and people watching can chime in. Would you rather, who? Would, what would you rather take your chances with? A saltwater crocodile or a great white shark? Meaning, which do you think you would likely be able to survive against? And I would say the shark because I've seen enough alligator and crocodile videos to know those things are evil. They are absolutely evil. So I, I would much rather take my chances with a uh, with a great white shark. But Dan, to answer your question, I think I think I would rather run through an alligator swamp because there is the chance that you may not run into any alligators. Whereas if you get dropped into a shark tank with a paper cut and you bleed one drop of blood, then you're done. Let's see. Um, the renegade dance. Oh, God. I, I don't know what that is, and I'm kind of afraid to find out what that is. I, I'll look it up whenever the show's over. Uh, let's see. Who do the birds work for? Shouldn't it be who does number two work for if, you, if you're an Austin Powers fan? Shark, just punch it in the gills. See, that, and you could do that too. You just punch it in the gills or punch it in the nose and it, it won't bother you anymore. Whereas a crocodile, that thing will absolutely rip you to shreds. Seriously, that was like a, a heated debate in the press. Like, that goes back to 2014 because I remember the promotions trainees that year. They would not agree with anyone else in the press box. Uh, it's crazy to think that all that stuff is now almost, well, I won't say almost a decade old, but it's closer to being a decade old than it is not because it's past the half decade point. Uh, let's see what we got here. Yes or no, or Dan asked, yes or no, double your salary, but you hit every red light. Oh, God. Um, that actually... I would honestly double my salary because as much as red lights bother me and the driving in this town is a whole nother subject. And I wrote about this on Facebook that if I were to do another podcast, what it would be is I would mic up my car. I would hit record when I back out of my garage and I would just record my entire trip to work because every day I encounter some type of idiot that either slams on their brakes for no reason, they stop to turn, or they're just sitting in a red light not paying attention on their phone. That actually happened to me a couple of days ago. Uh, let's see. Gracie McDonald, let's talk reality TV. I, I See, you guys are way more into that than I am. Uh, like Love Island, I actually have no idea what that is. I assume it's an island of love, and that just shows kind of how out of touch I am with with TV. Uh, if you guys want to throw in some reality TV talking points, I, I'll hit on them. But I I can't get into reality TV. Like I I know it's like the car wreck that you know it's so bad, but you can't help but watch. But I, I just, I can never get into reality shows 
not even like when Survivor was a big thing, when the real world was a big thing. I just could never get into it. Uh, Dan asks, if you had to lose one of your senses, which would you lose? Let's see. Probably sense of smell. Because, I mean, I'm I'm almost at losing my sight because my vision is actually really bad. Taste, I like food too much. Wouldn't want to lose taste. Hearing, couldn't do that. Sight, I've got to be able to see. So I, I would say smell. Because to me, I, I don't want to say it's the most useless sense, but it's the one that I could, um, it's the one that I could live without. All right, so here we go. So Anna asked, we will start easy. Favorite Kardashian. I feel like you've asked me this question before, and I didn't take the bait, and you got upset with me because I don't really know who any of the Kardashians are. Uh, Let me think on that one. Who's your favorite Jersey Shore cast member? Um, Probably the situation, just because he was so obnoxiously stupid. And I remember he was on a Comedy Central roast, and he bombed terribly. I couldn't tell you which roast it was, because it was a long time ago. But it was really, really bad. Dan asks, would you rather have to use toilet paper made of sandpaper, or wear a shirt made of steel wool every day? Uh, that's, That's actually a good question. Um, See... A little known thing about me, I can't stand the feel of wool. Like, I got a pair of wool socks a couple of Christmases ago, and I could never wear them just because I... It's it's like it makes my skin itch to feel wool. But would it feel like wool if it were made of steel? So if it feels like steel, then I would go with that. Either way, I, I I just couldn't use toilet paper made of sandpaper. That that would be that that would be awful. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gracie, Mike is trash. Oh, Polly D. Yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, I'm, I might have to change my answer. Who is my favorite housewife? I'm gonna have to start googling all this stuff because I literally like I know nothing about. Uh, we'll, we'll go back to the Kardashians. God bless the internet. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. How many Kardashians are there? No, that's not it. All right, so it mainly focuses on sisters Courtney, Kim, and Khloe Kardashian, and their half sisters Kendall and Kylie Jenner. That's according to. Uh, Wikipedia. Let's see. Um, I would say Kendall just because I think she's the hottest. But that's just me. I have not watched a single... I have not watched a single episode of that show. Favorite housewife? Um, The one from the cat meme because she's the most famous. What would my drag queen name be? Oh, geez. Um, That's actually a good question. We were actually talking about RuPaul earlier today. I actually have an idea. Let me look up. uh, Come on, give, give me one that starts with an S. 
All right, so I'm looking up gemstones right now, and I'm trying to see if there's one with the name that starts with S because I've got a brilliant one. Let's see, gems that start with S. All right, that didn't work. I can't use sapphire because that's that's already been used for another alias of mine. Uh, I'll say Susie Scapolite will be my drag queen name. More importantly, what would my 90s rap name be? <sighs> um, that, that's actually a very good question. Favorite, or my 90s rap name. Mm, let me think on that one. Would you rather get really famous? Oh, this is actually a great, great question, Dan. Would you rather get really famous for making terrible movies or make terrific movies that no one ever watches? I would, I mean, I would say the second one because I legitimately enjoy the process of making movies. Like, I don't want to do it to become like a a huge celebrity. It's just something that I love to do. So I, I would say terrific movies that no one ever watches. But hey, if I if I were to get famous for making a terrible movie, then I, I guess I shouldn't complain if that's the case. Uh, Anna says, Chloe, if I watch the show, I might think differently. But I, I'm completely going off of looks here. Uh, Dan says, Sapphire Elegant should be my drag queen name. I actually like that. I should change my Twitter name to that. Will you make Dan name his cat after your drag queen name? Dan, I think you found the name. You know, I think you can take the Facebook poll down. You can you can just go with Sapphire Elegance. Yes or no, you get $1 million, but you can only eat raw potatoes for a year. Um, yeah, I would probably do that, because a $1 million can go a long way, my friends. And... Funny enough, I don't hate raw potatoes. I actually used to eat them as a kid. Let's see. But going back to the 90s rap name, let's look up 90s rapper names. Uh, Let's see. We have Notorious Big, Tupac, Nas... It'd have to be something really terrible. Uh, maybe something along the lines of um, of DJ D squared, something like that. I know that's probably not. Which is your least favorite limb? Oh, Dan, we'll get to your your statement in a second. Which is your least favorite limb? Um, for me personally, probably my left arm because it. It's not very strong. I've been working on that, but I have... um, It's weird because whenever I do yoga, I always struggle on that side. I mean, I know you have a non-dominant side, but as long as I've been doing it, like, I still struggle whenever I have to, like, you know, do stuff. Like, if I have to balance myself on my left arm, I always struggle to do that, even still years later. So Dan says, I bet you can't chug that beer. 
Well, I guess we'll find out. I mean, the ice is practically melting, but let's let's see if I can do it. Ah, man, that was good. Let's see. Um, Tyler Watson is joined. Welcome, Tyler. Tyler, super fan of the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. Anna asks, which of your eyebrows would you prefer to shave off? Um, probably, probably the left one. I wish I could do the thing like The Rock does where I could raise one of my eyebrows. But I can't do that. Trust me, I, I tried uh, plenty of times as a kid in the late 90s. And apparently now Dan owes me $5. That's not going to feel very good later. But um, no, I, I'm glad I did it. Very very underrated. If anybody who's watching or listening to this, if you, if you like liquor and you like Moscow Mules, get some Jameson Irish Whiskey and sub that for the vodka. It is quite good. I actually like it more than actual Moscow Mule. And I went through a phase where I drink a lot of Moscow Mules. I actually went through a phase where I drink a lot. Oh, God. Um, Office Hunger Games is down to just Anna and Gracie. Who wins? Oof. <laughs> See? Oh, and Anna's going to take 10% for royalties. Um, let's see who would win between Anna and Gracie. We'll see Gracie. Gracie's got the claws and I can see Gracie cheating, but I feel like, I feel like Anna would be more strategic and she would find a way to win. So I, my pick would be Anna, but that's, that's a tough one. How did Dan die in the office Hunger Games? I was immediately killed by Bill. Oh, man. that That's a joke that we've had around the office is who would survive the office Hunger Games? I feel like I could make it fairly far, but I would be like one of the last four or maybe last five. And then just a freak accident would happen. Like it wouldn't even be murder. It would be a freak accident that would kill me. Uh, let's see. Our, uh, Anna says, I already told you my survival food list. I'm not even surviving. I, I have the faith. I think you would. Though I will say I'm extremely disappointed in Dunkin' Donuts because I, I was very much looking forward to a blueberry donut. And I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I go through the drive-thru. So, and this is another thing, too. So an, a pet peeve of mine is bad customer service. So I get through the drive-thru, and I can already tell it's not going to be a fun experience because I can tell the, the girl who's working there, you can tell by the tone of her voice, she'd rather be anywhere else but where she's at. So I say I'd like to get a half dozen box of donuts, and she's like, okay. So I go, I, I'd like two glazed, okay. I say two, blur, two blueberry, and she says, oh, Oh, you're you're out of luck there. I was like, wait, wait, what? She's like, yeah, we actually don't really have that many donuts. So she lists off what they have, and ended up just getting, you know, some glazed and some Boston cream, which were still good, but 
I, I had my heart set on that blueberry donut, and I was and I was denied. Let's see. Uh, Dan asks, "Would you rather drink a glass of your own urine or a glass of someone else's sweat?" Oh God, that's disgusting. But I I would say my own urine just because I could not drink someone else's body fluid. And then Anna had two. Well, I, I should have made the trek to Gulf Breeze then. And the the do I want to go buy Krispy Kreme in the morning and get blueberry donuts? I should do that. I might have to. And I, I already ate half the box of donuts that I have. I had that and a burger for, for dinner. Let's see. Um, so you guys have any other questions that you want to throw out there? Uh, it's 9 o'clock now, so I, I'll go for probably another another 10 minutes or so. And then we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, Dan asks, would you rather always have a runny nose or always have the hiccups? Runny nose, easily. I cannot stand the hiccups. Though I've never understood, because I've never had the hiccups for that long, meaning that whenever I get the hiccups, I usually lose them within like five to ten minutes. But I've heard cases of people having hiccups for multiple days, and that just sounds like pure torture. So I I would say runny nose, just because I don't think... I don't think I could deal with the hiccups. And now that I've finished my my liquor, I've got to switch to water. I'm trying to think. There was something else that I wanted to bring up. Um, Did I vote today? Um, Yes, I did. And, And... You'll know what I mean by this. I voted the right way. You get 50... Dan, this is from Dan. You get $50 million cash, but you have to leave right now. You cannot say goodbye to anyone. You cannot tell anyone why you left. You can never contact anyone you currently know. Do you do it? That's a good question. I mean, Dan, you've had some good questions tonight. Um... Anna says yes. Um, to be perfectly honest, I would probably do it because, I'm, for me personally, I would use the fifty million to make like some type of big budget movie, and then people would probably just be like, "Oh, he finally ran away to Los Angeles and finally did what he said he's going to do for several years." So yeah, I would probably do it. I would probably do it. Got fifty million dollars. I'd be happy with one million dollars, but I, I'm working on it. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Any any other questions from you guys before? Haven't heard from Gracie in a bit. I don't know if she got mad because I uh, I said that she would lose the Office Hunger Games. Who would be your primary sponsor if you were a NASCAR driver? Ooh, that that's a good question. Um, there's so many good options. Probably AMC theaters, just because I spend so much time there. Oh yeah, Anna Kilder. Well, there we go. Well, that's unfortunate. I, I will. Oh, Kilder and the Hunger Games. 
I didn't know that was going on right now. I thought that was going to be like we all had to be locked in the office for that. Let's see. Dan asks, would you rather be constantly itchy or constantly sticky? Uh, mm, that's a tough one. That actually is a very tough one. Um, hmm. I would say... I would say constantly itchy. Because being sticky and being dirty in general bothers me. Like, I'm not quite a germaphobe, but I'm fairly close to it. Yeah, I hope Dan's okay. Dan's actually been quite sick the last few days, so let, let's hope that, that Dan has a, a very speedy recovery. And he says, you cannot fathom my boredom. Uh, what is my hidden talent? I pretend to be a decent podcaster. Um, what Hidden talent... I actually don't know that I have one. I mean, I, I know a lot of useless movie knowledge, if that counts as a talent. Um, I used to be able to do a really good Ray Sayer impression. Ray was our former groundskeeper uh, with the Blue Wahoos, and he has a very distinct voice. And I used to be able to do it perfectly, but I haven't done it in years, so I'd have to practice it before I actually did it. Um I, I've got a couple of impressions that I can do fairly well. That and the uh, I could do Ray and the the lead singer from the B-52s. I can do pretty well. Uh, Dan, what's the best worst movie and what's the worst best movie? Um, best worst movie. See, it's so subjective. Actually, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some facts behind this. I'm gonna look up. Worst movies of the 2000s. Because I feel like I would pick a recent movie. I cannot type today. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. No, that was just a bad movie in general. So I, I'll say this. A lot of people say The Mask is a really bad movie. I love that movie. It was the first movie I ever bought on DVD. And I love it to this day. I wish that... <laughs> we'll get to that next question in a second. I, I love The Mask. It's my favorite Jim Carrey movie. Oh, Brandon Rutledge has joined. Welcome, Brandon. Brandon is a super fan of the Nerd Cave Retro Show and was also on our Defending Bad Movies panel, which you heard on last week's show. Um, the worst best movie. All right, let's look up most underrated, most overrated movies. Most overrated movies. Let's see. American Beauty, American in Paris, Beautiful Mind. Oh, I disagree that Clerks is an overrated movie. Uh, worst best movie. Actually, I know my question, or I know my answer. It's Avatar, because people praise that movie, and visually it's great, but the story is garbage. If I want to watch that story, I'll watch Pocahontas, because it's a better movie. So I would say Avatar. Uh, 
Anna asks, if I ever killed Adam, what would it be for? Let's uh, just... I, I, so, Dan, I am not talking ill will of the mask. I actually am a huge fan of that movie. Uh, if I ever killed Adam, what would it be for? Um, let's see. Disrespecting Star Wars would be an option. It would probably honestly be something like he would talk crap about something that I like, and I would just snap, and then it would happen. Would probably be would probably be that. Um, yes or yes is Interstellar terrible I don't hate Interstellar but so here's the thing and I, and I will I, I'm kind of going to throw Adam under the bus here on this he has seen Interstellar more times in theaters than I have seen any Star Wars movie so he cannot call me a nerd because I want to say he saw Interstellar seven times in the movie theater uh, why did we give up on Space Club I don't know we we should bring that back. I, I do miss Space Club. Uh, Brandon Rutledge, please tell me that Street Fighter the movie was in the hat for defending bad movies too. Yes, and it will be saved for defending bad movies 3D because I I'm actually saving the the choices that weren't selected, and I'm going to um, use them for next year. Is Bruce watching me? Bruce is always watching me, so. To, to kind of explain that question, so Bruce Baldwin used to be our CEO at the Blue Wahoos, and he was notorious for, during baseball games, he would sit in the section below the press box, and he would watch the video board, and if we made mistakes, or if any of the stats were wrong, he would make sure to let us know. So one of our... One of our uh, game day staff members, Vern, decided to have some fun with me. And above the crossfire monitor, which essentially controls the video board, he put on a piece of tape, Bruce is always watching you, Derek. And every tour group that comes into the stadium and comes up to the press box, they ask about that. I can't tell you how many times I've had to tell that story. Uh, More importantly, how would I kill Adam? You guys act like I know how I would how I would kill him. Um, mm, I don't know. What would be what would be an absolute like torturous way to kill him? I would probably force him. I would probably lock him in a room and force him to watch Donald Trump speeches on loop until he just withers away. Yeah, I think that that would be it. Will they ever make the sequel to Kung Pao Enter the Fist that they promised me when I was eight? That comes from Dan. Um, if it's not made by the time I make it into the film industry, I'll do it. You have my word, Dan. There we go. I will make Kung Pao Enter the... I, will even, I would even let you have creative input on it. I would honestly take suggestions from you. As long... I think the sequel, though, like the subtitle has to be Stars Above. And Dan will know what I get when I say that. All right, so any more questions? I'm going to go about two or three more minutes here, and then I'm going to start wrapping up because it, it, it is... Um, yeah, yes, I do promise. Uh, Anna asks, which Hamilton character are you? It's easy. I'm the ensemble. I'm absolutely the ensemble because I'm everywhere. I, I don't know who... Uh, who, did, who did you guys cast me? In, when you guys did your Hamilton cast, 
I know it wasn't like a huge character, but I love the ensemble parts in all the songs. So if we were to do like our our own version of um, of Hamilton, I would just pop out on stage, say the ensemble lines, and then jump off. Let's see. Um, will I rap? I mean, if I were a Hamilton character, yes, because I would have to. Brandon, any plans for videos on your YouTube channel? I should probably do that. I should do some. Um, I should do some YouTube exclusives. I'll have to think about that. Message me about that because I'd love to chat with you more about that. Which Hamilton character is Dan? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, hmm. Who would Dan be in Hamilton? That's a great question. Hmm. I'm going to need a list of all the characters. Da, 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 da. I don't want to say King George because that would easily be be, uh, be Bill Valona. And you guys have to admit he he would be the absolute perfect. Um, who who do we cast Luke as? Because I would say that would be my my answer for Dan. Uh, let's see. Guilty Pleasure TV show. <laughs> oh, there we go. Lawrence and Philip. Yeah, that would be Dan. Or just cast one of them as Dan, and then Luke can be the other one. Guilty Pleasure TV show. I don't know that I would count The Good Place as a guilty pleasure show because I feel like that show is universally liked and I still need to watch the last season of it. I, I might try and do that within the next week or so because I, I heard the finale and I think Anna even told me the finale was extremely good. So I, that might be it, but honestly, I don't watch that much TV. Uh, that's true. Yeah, we don't talk to Luke, so we can't... Uh, we, we can't do that. Oh, here's a good question from Brandon. Thoughts on the current situation for WrestleMania 36? Oh, real quick. Yes, pineapple does belong on pizza. And that's from Dan. But as far as WrestleMania 36, so... Um, so WWE has been hit pretty pretty hard with this coronavirus thing. They've been doing empty arena shows now for almost a week and they announced that WrestleMania is going to be in Orlando at their performance center in an empty arena. I don't like it. I think it's going to be really awkward that their biggest show of the year is going to be in front of an empty stadium. Or not even an empty stadium, an empty arena. But I get the sense that they have to do it because they're so far along in their storylines that it would be weird to just kind of stop. I don't envy the position that they're in because it's like no matter what they do, they're going to get crapped on. But I do think that after WrestleMania, they need to take some type of a hiatus until this whole thing blows over. Because they can't just keep doing empty arena shows every week because... 
it's honestly already gotten kind of old. Like, it was a cool novelty for SmackDown last week, but honestly, watching Raw, I was like, I, I'm, I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm not, but I, I, I kind of get, you know, they got to do what they got to do, but I personally would have postponed it until the summer and had it in maybe July or August when they're actually holding events again. Uh, how many Sandy dogs would you eat for a hundred dollars? All of them. And how many not? How many nachos is too many nachos? Um, you can't have too many nachos, especially when you just cover them with salsa and sour cream and some pulled pork. I love me some pulled pork nachos. Those are absolutely fantastic. But um, we're coming up uh, as far as the live stream. We're coming up on close to 55 minutes. So I think I'm going to call it a show here. This was a lot of fun. And and as I mentioned, you know, earlier in the show, this is probably going to be something I do not necessarily every month, but maybe every other month, or I might end up doing it once a month. I have no idea. Essentially the show's in an interesting situation because I wasn't expecting to have the time to actually do the show. But now that I do, because my, my contingency plan was I was going to review the big summer movies like Black Widow, Top Gun, all those movies that are coming out during the summer. But with theaters being closed, that's not going to happen. So starting not this upcoming week, but the one after, I'm going to um, start posting polls on what I'm going to review and you guys will decide on that. Uh, let's see, real quick. Anna, can I use chopsticks? Yes. And what about mine and Gracie's takeover? That will still happen. I, I will let you guys take over an episode of my podcast. There, I've said it on air, so it's got to happen. So we'll we'll figure it out, and we'll make it happen. We'll, we'll have the Anna Striano and Gracie McDonald experience on the podcast. So there you go. It will happen at some point. So thank you guys so much for joining me for this special uh, six-year anniversary celebration. This was a lot of fun to do. It's kind of fun to just, you know, talk about whatever. Um, Anna says she's going to do it anyway, probably. But it's it makes me feel better if I say it on my own show. But um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Um, For those who are watching live, thank you guys. And here's to another, I guess, six years of podcasting. It's crazy. Next year, I'll hit episode 300. And who knows where it's going to go from there. And and I wrote about this on Facebook earlier. But now I can't picture myself not doing some type of podcast. Even if I weren't doing this, I would be doing some other type of show. So thank you guys for the continued support. And for those, uh, Anna says wouldn't be the first time. Yes, Anna has hijacked my show before. You can actually go back on the video archive and find, um, I think it's Star Wars Night from 2018. And you can find the video version where my microphone is literally snatched out of my hand. 
it, it makes for good content. But for those um, listening on the download, stay tuned for my interview with actress and singer Sienna Pereira. And thank you guys for watching on Facebook. And here's to many more years of podcasting. Happy to be joined with my very special guest this week, actress Sienna Pereira. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. As we were saying off air, you know, thank you for for taking the time to do this interview. And your publicist, Lori, who I've now known for, I think, around two or so years now, uh, sent me your bio and was absolutely blown away by it. Like, I think you've done more than I have at 33 years old. So I'm a little jealous, but I'm, I'm glad to be talking with you. Me too. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So um, I, I wanted to ask, because you know, with you getting into this industry at such a young age, you had to know pretty early that was what you wanted to do. So what was it that initially made you want to get into, you know, acting and just performing in general? So I started like ever, pretty much ever since I could talk. I loved. Um, I just loved, I loved being on stage in general. I loved performing in front of an audience, and I actually started off singing, but um, then I discovered my love for performing, which then is kind of what led me into, oh, I want to be an actress too. And I did my first movie at the age of five, and um, it was a short film. And ever since I did that movie, I have known that I wanted to be an actress and I've just stuck with it. So when you got the role in your your very first film, do you remember what your initial reaction was like when you got on set and you actually you know, started acting? How did you approach that as as a five year old? Because that, that's mind blowing to me because my only worry about you know, at five years old was what video game I was going to play after school. So <laughs> I, I can't imagine, you know, having to play a, a, a character at five years old. So uh, what was your mindset like to, to prep for that? Well, I, the one thing, the, the biggest thing that I remember is, um, we shot, we shot like my scene, like very early. I think it was like uh, four o'clock in the morning and I remember I was taking a nap when I was little and everything and then I remember them waking me up and I'm just like I was like I woke up with a smile on my face so happy and they were like oh my god it's like it's it's uh, four o'clock in the morning she's so happy um I just remember like I was so excited it was my first role and I was just so excited I'd never done anything like that before um so I was just excited. I was very excited to get to work with the director and um it was it was like a horror type of movie. So it was um there was like this like thing with like um like a pump of like blood I remember because um like when like the scene I was doing I remember just getting like startled by the like by the blood but um <laughs> overall like I was really excited to do it. So in you know your evolving career years later and something that you know was the top thing that I wanted to ask you whenever this interview was set up what do you do to keep challenging yourself you know as you mature as a performer as an actor knowing that you know you've done it from a very early age up until now what is it that keeps you going you know and how do you keep motivating yourself to do it 
So every single role is different. Like every single audition, there's no character really that's the same. So I feel like that's what, like definitely a big motivation, like getting to do different characters that are complete different or like completely opposite because it's not, you're not doing the same thing over again. It doesn't get boring. So you just get to try out different things. And that's how like I grow as an actress by trying out different roles of different characters that I might like not never think I would be able to portray. But, you know, like once you do it, you get like your you experience it. And I feel like, yeah, just doing different roles and like different characters that are not similar or that that's definitely a thing that like is challenges me and keeps me going. Well, that seems to be the cool thing about being an actor or an actress is that you get to play these different characters like in one movie you could play this off the wall comedic character and then the next you can play the victim of a horror film or you can be right. the, be, be the star of a you know this really intense drama so it's it's like you're stepping into a different world completely so that that that's got to be really cool to to be able to to do something like that and and to really you know broaden your horizons and you know your your acting abilities yeah, it's really it's really fun, especially like when when I am acting and and if I get a role in like this character, I get to kind of like put myself into the character and like kind of like go like, go like through life like as the character in the movie or like the television show or whatever it is. Um, so it's really cool to get to just do different things and um, portray different roles and people. Well, it's cool that you know you've been able to do that even so early in your career because I, I watched your your demo reel on IMDb and I the thing that jumped out to me the most was I I believe it was clips from the movie Enchanted Ruby when yeah. you, when you were doing the like the concert scenes that was like in a in a school or whatever that that actually looked mm-hmm. like it was really fun to do. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a really fun um, scene to do, definitely, because we got to actually like be on stage and dance to the song, and I got to sing, which was also really nice because I love singing. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely like one of the best, like most fun scenes to film of the movie was like just me being able to like be on stage dancing and having fun. Out of all the various types of roles that you've played, is there one that? really stands out to you as far as being a favorite and as you progress through your career are there any roles that you know you would like to do that you haven't done yet I don't really have a favorite because I feel like I wouldn't be able to because a lot of them are all so different especially the different genres um I love I love doing different genres. So I love doing comedies, but I also love dramatic things. That's kind of what I like do the most like dramatic movies or television shows. So I definitely would like to do more of those. Like I, I, I like those types of dramatic or like horror um, movies or television shows. I think they're like a great way, a great like role to play and like definitely challenge me. Yeah, it, it seems, you know, from what, because um, I've personally only made one film, you know, in my very, very early career, and it, it was a drama, and I, I did not yeah. I did not envy the actors of having to draw from intense roles, because I had done some acting classes as well, and it, it seems, maybe it's one of those things that's not for me, but I gained a lot of respect for acting in general, because you 
you have to portray sometimes very intense emotions and you're yeah ve- you're very vulnerable you know you're putting yourself out very. there for the audience so i, I respect gotcha. anyone who who even ventures into acting so you know definitely props to you for that yeah definitely it can be it can be hard like in the dramatic roles especially like you know you have to cry or you have to like put out all these emotions but um yeah i just i i love doing it i think it's a like great thing a great like roles and like great genre to do it's definitely the most like at least for me like one of the hardest and most intense ones for sure and kind of backtracking a little bit, you, you had mentioned that you love to sing. Is yeah. there anything that you've been, is that something that, you know, you loved early on in your life as well as singing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's along with acting at a young age. That's another thing like singing. I, I would sing. Um, I sang at rodeos all across Florida. I sang at different uh, sporting events. I sang for the Miami Marlins. I, I sang like all around the, the country, like the national anthem. Mm-hmm. So I did that at a very young age too. Um, and I, I loved like I loved like singing as well as acting. I also have an album coming out, which is fun, like a pop album, um, which is really exciting too. Oh, cool. And when does that come out? We don't have an exact date yet, but it's hopefully soon. I'm working on it right now. So definitely in the near future. That's awesome. No, it's, it's really cool, especially that, you know, you can branch off into another career because you, you think of so many others that, have done acting, but have also done, you know, other types of acting, whether it's stage, film, television, and then venture off to music and do other professions. So that's, that's cool that you're able to do, you know, not just one dream, but another. Right. I think it's definitely good, especially when there's like an acting role with singing in it, like the Enchanted and Enchanted Ruby had that. I love doing those because I get to do both the things I love in one. Um, But yeah, I think singing is also definitely a big part. And um, definitely something I want to do alongside acting. Well, who knows? Maybe other roles will come along where you can actually be able to do both. Yeah, because I I know with you know musicals are a very popular genre. You know, whether it's on stage or even you know some of the film musicals as well. So Mm -hmm. you know, and that that honestly seems like it would be a blast to do. Like to either choreograph or perform in some type of musical number for a film. Just seems like it would be a blast. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really fun. Very fun to do singing and acting together. So um as we start to wrap up uh, our conversation here uh, do you have any other film projects in the works that you'd want to talk about? Yeah, sure. Um, I actually just finished a movie. Um, it's called Dead Man Run, and it was a dr- dramatic movie. Um, it definitely, it was definitely challenging though at first. It was um, very intense, lots of action, which is pretty like I've never done a movie like like that before. So um, it was really great. It was a great experience. And um, I also had to learn how to like shoot a gun because my character was like had to like survive on her own. And it was like really it was a really fun um, film to shoot. And um, I got to I got to meet a lot of great people on set. And um, it was a yeah, it was a great film. And I yeah, I hope everyone sees it. 
I have to ask, how was the, the learning process of learning how to shoot a gun? It was a little bit difficult at first because I, I was like, I've, I've never shot a gun, but they had, um, like they had someone there that was like specialized in guns and, um, they are the ones who taught me and they just had to like teach me, um, like all about the different parts of the gun. Obviously safety is key. So, um, they taught me all about gun safety and, um, yeah, it was definitely, it was great. It's good to learn about that in general. So it was, and I also learned like some, they taught me like self-defense, which is something that my character had to know. So I think it's even great for life to know that. Oh, absolutely. And also, uh, I, again, in reading your bio, uh, you also have volunteered for events hosted by the Ryan Seacrest Foundation, especially in children's hospitals. Uh, yeah. What was it that, that inspired you to want to do that? And what exactly do you do um, with the Ryan Seacrest Foundation? So I've always just like had a soft spot for kid, like kids in general that are like sick or battling any diseases and that was also ever since I was like young I used to go to hospitals and um charities for like kids with cancer and I would go to them and go just like talk to them and I just I always loved doing that and um yeah so I started with the Ryan Seekers Foundation and what we what we do is I I would go there and they would interview me on the radio show and they would show my movie actually and what's great about it is the movie would play and the kids could see it in their hospital rooms so they could like put on the specific channel and they were able to see it in their rooms and just watch it and then um they would they would come and we would do like a little meet and greet so I would get to meet them and talk to them and like sign autographs and we I also talked with them on the radio show and we just had fun together and danced and yeah that's fantastic you look at stories you know whether you read them on social media or you see them on the news and you see people who use their you know their notoriety to spread the wealth and the love to you know, other people who are less fortunate. So that, that's, that's really cool uh, for you to do that. Right. But um, last question I wanted to ask you before you get out of here. So normally this is where I ask, you know, what type of advice would you have to an aspiring actor, you know, whatever the, the genre is that the, or occupation is the, of the person that I'm talking to. But knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time to your five-year-old self what kind of advice would you give them in order to prep for their career? I would give the advice to myself that um, it's not all like a smooth way. Like you just get, you you audition once and you just get that role and then like that's it, your career takes off. Um, there's a lot of rejection involved and like you're going to get rejected, but I think the biggest thing is just to keep going because you never know when you're going to get that one role. So that's why I, I keep auditioning and, you know, if you get rejected, it's okay. Like keep on going. It's not a one night thing that you magically just like you get, like you become a famous actress the next day, just like not to give up, keep going and yeah, don't stop. Because you never know when you're going to walk into that audition and get a role that will change your life. I think that's fantastic advice. 
Well, Sienna, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. This was really fascinating and happy to talk with you. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Sienna Pereira, and thank you to everyone who contributed to the awesome Facebook Live AMA. That was really fun to do. Uh, I know back in the old format, the AMAs were a favorite of mine, and you might be hearing more of them in the coming weeks, because as I mentioned during the AMA, baseball is in kind of a state of flux right now, so I don't know when exactly we'll be starting the season, so... I'm going to have more time to do weekly shows, which I wasn't planning on because I had a contingency plan for April when baseball was starting. But now that I don't have that, you know, I have the options. So one thing I'm going to try out is every Tuesday, and it's not going to start this upcoming Tuesday. It's going to be the one after. I'm going to be posting a poll on Facebook. I'm going to post it on Twitter as well. I'm going to give options for different movies and TV shows that are available on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, really any streaming service for me to review. And that's what I'm going to review on the live show. So I'm going to be doing live shows every Tuesday night. And this upcoming Tuesday, I'm going to be reviewing The Aeronauts, which has been recommended to me by multiple people. It's available on Amazon Prime. So I'm going to watch that this weekend and then give a review of that on Facebook Live. So for the time being, I'm going to be doing live reviews every Tuesday night on Facebook at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. And something I'm going to try out next week, so I'm going to be working from home starting on Monday. And I always thought it would be kind of cool to try out a daily live show. And I'm not going to release it as a podcast. It's going to be a Facebook and YouTube exclusive where I give my top 10 movies and TV shows you should watch while in quarantine. So on Monday, I'm going to be giving my number 10 and number 9. Tuesday will be 8 and 7, and then we'll conclude on Friday with my top 2. And that's going to start this Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. So yes, you will have your morning daily dose of the Derek Diamond experience. I might even call it something different. I haven't really decided on a title yet, but I'll still be releasing the weekly shows on Thursdays. For next week's show, you'll hear the audio for my Aeronauts review, as well as my interview with filmmaker Honey Lauren. We talk about her short film, Wives of the Skies, so be sure to come back for that fun episode. Until then, you can check out past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can follow me on all forms of social media at Podcast. And of course, thank you to my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers, for providing the theme music for the podcast. It was really cool hearing Twin Peaks again. That was the first Unicorn Wrangler song that I used for this show. And still probably my all-time favorite song that they've done, at least in my personal opinion. But you can check out all their music on Apple Music, Google Play, and Spotify. But that's going to do it for this week's show. I just want to say in closing... With all this coronavirus stuff going on, please practice social distancing, have good hygiene, stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll all get through this. I know it's not the most ideal situation, but if we just practice what everyone's been saying, we will be perfectly fine. We will get through this. I have complete 100% faith that we will make it through this and we will be just fine. So enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I'm your host, Derek Diamond. 
and we'll see you guys Monday morning.